1: Church, it is amazing to be with you this afternoon. Listen, I'm so excited to be in this space and to be able to share with you. Uh, Not only am I excited, but I also, I believe that you guys are flowing in the Spirit. Uh, No lie, no lie. Uh, uh, Last week at Mission Church, but also at Clarendon, our our scripture verse that we were walking through uh, was Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2. And so uh, we we believe that there is a flow that is taking place in this space. And So thank you to the worship team for connecting uh, us in in, uh, worship. Thank you to Pastor Rasul for the introduction. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Josh, Pastor James, everybody who's a part of of the bridge. I'm just glad and thankful uh, that we're able to share together. I also have to give a shout out to uh, several folks who are connecting with me. As uh, you heard earlier, Uh, I serve as a pastor of Clarendon Road Church. Uh, Clarendon Road Church is a church that's been here uh, in Brooklyn for over uh, almost 100 years. Next year will be 100 years that it's been there. And so I've been the pastor yeah give it up I've had the the privilege of being the pastor there for the last 11 years. And uh, the history of our church has been uh, a long time ago that it planted other churches. Uh, And so it's been our passion and heart and desire to see that once again, revived and renewed. And so uh, one of those iterations is Mission Church uh, that is planted there uh, in the Gowanus section of Brooklyn. So we have some folks from Mission Church, shout out Mission Church was in the building on, on today. Thank you for pressing your way in the rain. Listen, uh, 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 as you heard, I come from a host of different traditions, but one of the traditions I love uh, is that Old Baptist Pentecostal tradition. There's something special when people press their way in the rain. (laughs) there's something with expectation that takes place when you press your way in the rain so thank you for your space here thank you for those who are connecting with us digitally as well Uh, and uh, we're excited also to be here listen I also have another pastor who's here with me a friend a brother uh just a guy who's just been uh here in uh in support with me pastor uh Heinz who's here with me as well so shout out to him pastor thank you also for rolling with me today, and so I'm excited to be able to to share with you. Uh, I have a a, a lot of friends and family who are connected to uh, the Bridge Church, and so shout out to Pastor James, shout out to Patrice, shout shout out to everybody. Listen, if I didn't shout you out, you important, you smart, you... (laughs) Listen, listen, listen! I I always say, uh, listen. When you walk into a place, you say, "I'm a VIP wherever I be." So you're a very important person. So we shout out everybody in this space today. Uh, But but I do want to get to the word to hear what God would speak to us, and then uh, we'll go and hear him what he's going to share with us even today. And so I'm going to look at uh, Mark the fifth chapter, and uh, in Mark the fifth chapter, uh, there's a narrative and story that I love because it is recorded uh, in many of the gospel narratives, Uh, but. But I like uh, that just how the flow that takes place and just the interactions uh, that we're able to notice. So in Mark, the fifth chapter, verse number one, it starts this way. Uh, they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with the chains. For he had been often chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the iron on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night among the tombs and the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a long distance, he ran and he fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What would you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me, for Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Verse nine, then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of that area. A large herd of pigs was feeding in the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission, and the impure spirit came out and went into the pigs, and the herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those 10 of the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed with the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen this told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told them about the pigs as well. When people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region, as Jesus was getting onto the boat, the man who had, demon-possessed, had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And Jesus did not let him go. He said, go back to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away. I began to tell the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Would you pray with me this afternoon? God of our weary years, and God of our silent tears, God who has brought us thus far along the way, I pray that the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, God, our strength. And our Redeemer. Even in this space, God, give us ears to hear your word, minds to comprehend, hearts to receive, and God, the zealousness of life, not just to hear it, but to live it out each and every day. I lift this up in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Uh, the message that I have for us today is simply this, how to recover from identity theft. Okay, so Several years ago, uh, I got a call from my wife, a frantic call from my wife, uh, letting me know that somebody was at our bank and was taking a withdrawal of $4,000. Now, now, British Church, y'all might got it like that, but, but, but I ain't got it like that. So I said, hold on, wait a minute. Somebody's taking a withdrawal of $4,000. Uh, let, let's try to stop this uh, theft that's taking place. They couldn't stop the theft. They got the 4000 About two hours later... I received another call from the same bank saying, listen, uh, we have someone here at the bank who's also taking an additional $4,000. I said, I didn't even know there was that much in the account. (laughs) Who's taking an additional $4,000 in the account. I said, listen, that's not me. Don't release the money. I said, don't let it go. Don't release the money. It's not me. They said, sir, well, they have identification. It looks like it's up and up. I said, you're talking to me. Don't release the money. Guess what? They release the money. I'm a victim of identity theft. Do I have any witnesses who's had to go through that, had to experience that? Uh, The the work that we do in the community, we recognize and see that there's many challenges within our neighborhoods and community. But we've seen a rise, uh, not just in the issues of substance abuse, but we've seen a rise in identity theft. Uh, and uh, truth be told, last year, over 60 million Americans suffered identity theft. Their identities were taken, and things were taken from them. I want to argue this evening that the many of us are also victims of identity theft. But the identity theft is our emotional psychological, mental, and spiritual beings. Things have been robbed and stolen from us. And as a result, we've mis- been misidentified by other people or we've believed the lies, what we have been told or told ourselves about who we are. Uh, it, it is Dr. Frederick Hings who, who says it this way, uh, don't let somebody define you or they will confine you. Don't don't let somebody label you or they will limit you. It's the reality that as we live our lives, many times we're put on other identities by other people. Sometimes, let's be honest, it's even by family members who want to put on us an expectation that wasn't designed for us. And as a result, we start to wrestle with questioning ourselves concerning who we are and whose we are. What is my direction in life? What does God call me? What's going on? Has anybody, even even during the midst of the pandemic, had to take a step back and say, wait a minute, what am I doing? (laughs) And who this? (laughs) Who shows up in the mirror every single day? The reality is that many of us have suffered from identity theft. Someone has broken in and taken what doesn't belong to them. I want to speak tonight from the text of Scripture of how do we recover from identity theft. Now, I have to let you know uh, this message and these points are not original to me. I I got this when I called for help concerning when my identity was stolen those couple years ago when I called and I said, "Man, help. Uh, my, my money got stolen. I ain't even got it like that. How they come in and take my stuff? They had IDs that looked like me. What am I supposed to do? My identity's just been jacked." And the person on the other line started to preach y'all. and it was so good, I said, "Man, I, I'm gonna have to take this down." <laughs> The first thing they said is, the right way that you uh, uh, recover from identity theft is, number one, now, you need to appeal to the appropriate authority. You need to appeal to the appropriate authority. I'm in the Bible. In Mark, the fifth chapter, verse number one, the Bible says, they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, and Jesus got in of the boat, and a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Right? Hold on, first, 1st first, first, let's press pause. Here it is. This is a man who is unclean. This is a man who's living in tombs. Don't miss this. This is a li- an alive man living in a dead place. This is somebody who has all the ability and capability of life, but he yet is residing in a place beneath his purpose and destiny. And here it is, despite him being in a dead place, despite him wrestling with things on the interior of his being, the Bible says he came to Jesus. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because here it is, as he'd been living in these tombs, nobody could bind him. Nobody could give him assistance. He was there cutting himself day and night. But the text lets us know when he saw Jesus, he came and ran to him. Here it is. If you're going to recover from identity theft, you need to appeal to the appropriate authority. Just as we were talking about earlier, you need to center yourself on the one who has centered and settled you. That this is a man who is unclean, but he's not just unclean, he's unsettled. He's not just unsettled, but he's uncontrollable. He's not just uncontrollable, but he's unhappy. He's not just unhappy, but he's unstable. He's not just unstable, but he's unclothed. He is undone. And what do we do when we are undone? We focus and set our eyes on Jesus. Here it is. His identity had been stolen from him. He didn't know what to do but he appealed to the appropriate authority and looked for help as i was sharing earlier and you heard i have three children uh 11 year old he just turned 11 on friday uh, 8 year old and a 2 year old pray uh, and my 2 year old his name is grayson we call him bam bam uh, because he's a straight bully, y'all. He's a straight two-year-old bully, and he, he doesn't care. He, 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 I said, have you ever seen a two-year-old who's brolic? I was like, yo, he, he runs around and flexes his muscles like he's about to do something. Now, he, he, he terrorizes his brothers and his sisters all the time, but he makes a mistake because he forgets he's only two. And they're 11 and they're eight, and so they start to get the best of him and they start to take, take advantage of him and beat him up and all the different things that siblings do. And I always hear his voice when he gets in trouble: Dada, da-da. da-da. When he gets in something on his own, on purpose, on his own volition, he gets in something he can't get out of. He knows how to appeal to the proper authority and call for his father. And regardless of what we find ourselves in, regardless of the difficult challenges that even 2020 and 21 have displayed concerning us, if we're going to recover from identity theft, here it is, we need to appeal to the appropriate authority. Now, not only need to appeal to the appropriate authority, I'm telling you, they were helping me out that day when I called. They said, listen, you got to appeal to the appropriate authority, call the police, call with the folks you need to do. Second thing you need to do, if you're going to recover from identity theft, uh, is that you need to freeze fraudulent activity. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> you, you, you got to freeze fraudulent activity. Uh, I'm still in the Bible. I'm still in the Bible, Pastor Rasul. I'm, I'm not taking anybody anywhere else. Here it is. Uh, the Bible says in Mark, the fifth chapter, verse number seven, uh, he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. And Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He said, My name is Legion, uh, for we are Many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. And a herd of pigs were fleeing, feeding in the nearby hillside. And the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. And the herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Here it is. This man sees Jesus. And something in him drives him to Jesus. But when he encounters Jesus, uh, Jesus doesn't leave him the same way that he encounters him. But, but Jesus says, everything that's not part of you needs to come out of you. And he asks him the question, then he asks us, what's your name? He says, my name is Legion, for we are many. Uh, another translation says uh, that uh, we are a mob. There, there, there's a, a mob of madmen on the inside of, of me. And that's just what he's saying. There's conflicting voices that are telling me different things about who I am. There, there's different things that say, yeah, I got it together, but on Tuesday that I'm worthless and I have nothing going for me. On Wednesdays, I'm up. I got it. I'm handling the day. It's going to win. We got the good vibes going on. And then on Thursday, I'm wrestling with understanding, is it even worth it anymore? saying, I, I got a mob, and we be honest with ourselves. I know we're here on a good day, and it's a Sunday, and people feeling good. You pressed your way in, but, but sometimes we got a mob in us. It's the mob of your past, the mob of your environment, the mob of people that you've been connected to improperly, and you're saying, man, I got a lot. Have you you ever just uh, had a conversation with somebody and you got tired by just telling them what you were going through and what you were facing just when you're saying, how you doing? (laughs) Have you ever gotten to the place where you just said, I don't even want to go and have a conversation about it because I got a lot. How many issues you got? A lot. How many challenges you got? A lot. How many stuff you got? Uh, A lot. I got a lot. Jesus says, yeah, you got a lot going on, but he calls out stuff that's not who you are, and he freezes the fraudulent activity that's going on in this man. He says, no, 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 you're not just going to take advantage of this, brother, but some stuff's got to come out of you. But watch this. It's powerful. I've read this and seen it over and over again, but sometimes the text just speaks to you in new ways. It's powerful to me uh, that when this, uh, when Jesus calls out the mob from this man, he sends them into the pigs, and the pigs run off a cliff. Now, y- y'all don't know, I started getting excited at that part. Why? Why is that? Because that means uh, that this man had enough fight in him that what could have killed him, he was able to hold on to. Uh, When it got into the pigs, the pigs couldn't handle it, and they ran off the cliff. But the same stuff was in this man, and he was able to hold it. Uh, Is there anybody who say, I'm just holding it? You don't know the fight that's going on. You don't know the battle that's taking place. You don't know the wrestling was taking place. If you really knew what was going on on the inside of me, every day I wake up, is a victory. There, there was a sign at Prospect Park, y'all saw that sign several uh, during the pandemic uh, that, that says, uh, uh, Come celebrate with me. It was on the bandstand, come celebrate with me. Uh, that every day that I wake up, it's a victory. That every day I have the opportunity to breathe, it's a victory. And some of us, it's just the power of God that rests upon us just to get up in the morning every single day. Every day you wake up and you see yourself in the mirror. You say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Because there was battling going on on the inside of me. But I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. How, How do I recover from Identity theft. I'm telling you, they were helping me. They were helping me. They said, listen, you got to appeal to the appropriate authority. Second thing you got to do is you got to freeze fraudulent activity. Third third thing they said, we're going to do this. This is one I got excited about. They said, this this is what we're going to do for you. Uh, We're going to retrieve everything that was robbed. I'm I'm once again still in the Bible. Here it is. Mark the fifth chapter, verse 14, it says, those who were tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and country, and the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Let me pause right there. The first thing I'm able to observe is this, Uh, here it is, they didn't run to get help. When the man was wrestling in the tombs, they only ran to get help when their money got messed up. Uh, here it is. When the pigs got killed, uh, that's when they ran to tell somebody what was going on. Uh, but, but here we find uh, when they encountered this man, uh, they encountered the man who used to be possessed. That's my favorite part right there. That the man who used to be possessed by legions. Uh, that that's, not no, that's no longer my identity. That that's no longer what defines who I am, and many of us we're defined by what had happened to us and the issues that we wrestle with, instead of defining us by understanding and knowing who God calls us to be. And here He says, "Listen, we found the man who was clothed in his right mind, and 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 here he is. And when they find this man clothed in his right mind, they get scared. <laughs> they get scared." Not when he's crazy, but they get scared when he got himself together. Wow. Don't, don't you understand that, that sometimes uh, folks are okay with you as long as you're dysfunctional and toxic? As, as long as they're able to be the ones who can look at you and say, listen, I, at least I'm not like that person. At least I'm not like that friend. Uh, at least I got that always that one friend who's always messing up. But as soon as you get yourself together, they got a problem, they got something to say, who do they think they are, what they think they're doing. Now they make, it, make your moves the way you're going to make your moves. Here it is. They get afraid when he's in his right mind. And then verse 14 goes on to say, verse 16 says, Those who had seen him told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and about the pigs as well. And the people began to plead to Jesus to leave the region. They asked Jesus to leave because this man was restored from everything that was robbed from him. Because they were comfortable in his dysfunction. But now, as soon as he starts to get in a healthy dynamic of life, it becomes a problem. Okay. Uh, I do a lot of, not a lot, but a good amount of marriage counseling, relationship counseling. Uh, And I was doing one counseling with a couple, uh, and they were going at it, and different things were going on. Uh, And they kept on coming back about the same issues and the same challenges. And and eventually, I got to the place where I just said, hold on, I ain't meeting with y'all no more. (laughs) So I ain't doing it. I I just, I'm not doing it. Not because I'm trying to be disrespectful to y'all. I said, uh, but y'all like y'all drama. <laughs> I said, y'all, y'all feed off of this. Y'all, y'all like, it, the reason you come to me is because it gets too healthy. When, when it gets too healthy, that's when y'all get uncomfortable because you've been cultivated in toxic levels and places so much in your life that when you get to a comfortable place, when you get to a healthy place, you don't recognize what it is. And here we find this is what's taking place in this passage. They used to identify this man as that guy in the tombs, that, that guy who used to live over there. But now he's come out brand new. They don't know what to do with him. Is there anybody who's ever had something experience and you've gone through something, whether it be in a job or whether it be in a relationship, and you've come out a different way and folks really don't know how to handle you? They really don't know what to do with you. They don't know where to put you on the job. they do not not sure how to talk to you because they just know there's something different about you. And here it is, that this brother right here finds himself in a place where everything that had been stolen has now been recovered. I like the way the New King James Version says it. it says, they're sitting clothed in his right mind. They're, they're put together, put back together. When, when I made that call on, on the phone and, and they said, listen, uh, we, we see what happened. We see the problem that was going on and the situation that's taking place, but because you have the certain account that you have, uh, everything that had been stolen from you immediately is going to be given back to you because you've got security in your account. I'm here to encourage somebody in this, on this evening uh, that you've got security in your account. That there is one who's able to say everything that had been robbed, everything they took from you, everything they said would never recover concerning your life. You serve a God who specializes in recovery. Assets and fortuitures. He knows how to recover stuff that's been stolen and stuff you've given away. Here it is. We can recover from identity theft. I'm telling you, they were helping me on this phone. You can cover from identity theft uh, when you appeal to the appropriate authority. You, you freeze fraudulent activity. Uh, you, you enter into a place where you can say, I'm going to recover of everything that's been robbed. And that'd be a good place to stop right there, but, but they help me out with one last thing that says, when, when you get your identity stolen— uh, not, not only uh, do you need to appeal, not, not only do you need to freeze, not, not only you need to, you're going to recover everything that's been robbed, but they said, uh, Mr. Galbraith, you need to do one other thing. So what's that? They said, you need to open up a new account. Uh, you, you need to have a fresh start concerning the possibilities of what is before you. Once again, Mark, the fifth chapter, verse 18 says, as Jesus was getting into the boat, The man who had been demon-possessed, once again, not identifying him by what he was, but rather about who he is. He said, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him, and Jesus would not let him go. He said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Here it is. This man said, listen, Jesus, I'm riding with you, man. you you, you lifting folks up. You're delivering people. I'm rolling with you. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't come with me. Go back to the same people who looked down on you when you were in the tombs. The same people who wrote you off when you were in the place and space when nobody considered you worthy or worth it. Go back to those same people and share what the Lord has done. I recover my identity when I'm able to go back and let others know what God has done in my life. I'm able to say, the one who has given me mercy is the same one who can give you mercy. Go back to the same family that deserted you and declare concerning who God has called you to be. It's one of my mentors, Dr. Ron Walborn, who says it this way, when you testify about what God has done in your life, you are also prophesying about what God can do in other people's lives. That you're able to say, the God who is able to do it in me is the God who is able to also do it in your life as well. It's this idea that we're able to open up new accounts. That God is still up to something, to do something brand new in your life. That there is an option and there is an opportunity despite your past and despite your hurt and despite your pain and despite what you went through uh, to say that there is something uh, brand new that God is able to do uh, in me i was uh, been with my kids over this weekend. We're celebrating uh, my, my son's birthday. Uh, and this, uh, my, my oldest son, uh, this brother is rich, y'all. He's rich, rich, rich. Uh, he gets all the money from ev- ev- everywhere. Uh, and so I, I, was, I was talking to him, uh, and he was saying, uh, Dad, I got all this money. I said, I, I see you got all the money. He said, I want a bank account. I said, I, I got you. I said, you don't want to join my account? He said, no, I need a new account just for me. I said, why well, he you need a Q account? Because he said, it's fresh. It just belongs. I ain't got your stuff. It's fresh. It belongs to me. And the good news is that there are new accounts that are available for you. That, Despite what's been tried to, to be stolen from you, that you serve a God who is able to restore, but also able to make things brand new. The stuff that you thought wasn't worth it. The stuff that you said, man, I can never do that. I believe new dreams and new visions, new direction is even in this space today. I was listening uh, to the radio the other day, and uh, they were talking about that in the midst of the pandemic, how many people started new businesses. In the midst of losing so much, folks got to the place where they said, listen, our our ability to be creative was once again reunited. When everything was stripped away, it gave us the space to dream and to vision about what we wished we could have done. My, my, My prayer for you is that the challenges that you've been through, the issues and concerns of life that have afflicted and affected you will not hold you in the past holding pattern. But rather, that it would be seen as an opportunity to prophesy into not only your future, but the futures of those who are around and connected to you. You can recover from identity theft when you appeal to the appropriate authority, freeze fraudulent activity, that you recover everything that's been robbed, and that you open up brand new accounts. Would you stand and pray with me even today? Father, we acknowledge moments, opportunities, and experiences where we have not been truly who you've called us to be. Whether we've chosen or it's been put on us. We acknowledge that there have been times and moments where we've been wrestling with a host of different other voices that have contaminated our space. So God, we want to center ourselves even in this moment to just like that man who was living in dead places. That God, we would center our hearts to cry out to you Center our minds, oh God, to say, we need you, God. We need your son. Don't pass us by, gentle Savior, but hear our humbling cry. God, that everything that's not like you and everything that's been trying to contaminate who we are will be frozen even in this space. Every influence that's not of you freeze it now God God we thank you that you are one who is able to recover everything that's been wrong everything the locusts and the cankerworm tried to eat away you're able to restore and you're able to renew and God give us the courage and the boldness to lean into what you're doing in our lives and open up new accounts. We say yes to you today. That you would have your way within our hearts and minds. That your kingdom would come among us. Your spirit would be with us. We thank you, God, because we can recover from identity theft. We lift this up before you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.